0: Hello! Welcome to another edition of the Cheese Me's Cancelled. My name is Trace. And I'm Leo. And today we have a very special guest on the podcast. We have Mother Kumu herself, Tessa Hi. Albea. We are talking all things K-pop. So of course, we had to bring the expert herself to come teach us about what we don't know about K-pop and P-pop. In today's episode, we will be talking about how fandoms care more about Billboard charts than the artists probably do
1: the wars between K-pop and P-pop fandoms.
0: And how there's actually enough room for everybody at the top. If you are listening on any other podcast app, you can listen there, or you could head over to Spotify and watch us have this conversation on the app. Um, But without further ado, let's start. Let's have this K-pop education. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Okay, so Tessa, let's... Uh, Let's learn all things K-pop and P-pop. Okay, so which one did you fall in love with first?
2: Okay, so I fell in love with Wonder Girls because the nobody, nobody but you, even though their first song was irony. Uh, this was a whole new thing because K-pop wasn't a thing yet. Okay. So it was all, um, and uh, maybe you're familiar with Sex Bomb Girls in mm-hmm. the Philippines. So that, that's considered P-pop. Right. And then P- P-pop and then everyone would also say, oh, but it can go into OPM. That's a whole other discussion yeah, yeah, yeah. we can yeah.
1: get into. But Sex Bomb Girls, there was no P-pop at exactly. the time. So exactly. Like, you can what's... say that afterwards.
2: Yes, oh interesting so, yeah that's the they deal. were
0: retroactively defined as P pop.
2: yes so that was me then uh but i fell in love with wedding dress Young. uh 20, i think we all do you know you know that song
1: no he grew up in oh chicago don't you know don't know this is. song what is it i feel like cali like california filipinos all like everyone was like nobody nobody, nobody but, but you. you do you know that
2: yes i've seen Do that you? but i
0: didn't know at the time
1: okay so i've heard it more uh, recently I think it was a thing even. like
2: especially with our moms the Titas, like everybody knew that so that kind of got me into it but then also at the time um so all my athletes were listening to rain everyone and of course you want to listen to what all your older cousins are listening to and watching and at that time too that's when boys over flowers mm-hmm. all the k-dramas came in so i kind of again i don't have internet it's really hard you know
0: where were you watching tv so,
2: Yes, well, it was TV, but then it was uh, like dial-up internet.
0: Oh, wow. So So it took like four years to watch watch one 20-minute episode. That was our life. That was our
2: life was dial-up internet, literally. Uh And then you had to wait for it to call. But then if someone was on the phone, then you couldn't use it. Yeah. So, or but I what I loved is I would go to my cousin's house, and that's how I watched it. Or my cousin would record it on her Nokia, and then show it to me. And then I would go to school, and I would record it off her phone. Then I'd have a recording of the recording, and then I would turn into my ringtone. And then, like the wedding dress was my ringtone on my Nokia.
0: Okay, so interesting. It sounds like you got into K drama. Yes. And K pop at the same time. Yes, and so they're like hand in hand.
2: Oh, definitely. Yes.
0: Are they complementary though?
2: I would say so. I mean, also you see that a lot of uh, K drama K drama um, huge celebrities are started off as K pop idols. Park sick, Sik. You see a lot of them. They they started on I on on K pop groups and then became idols after. And People don't know that. Yeah. Are
1: That's- there are there people who love K pop but don't watch K dramas? Like yes, I'm
2: I curious. yes there are a few let's see, see okay okay so see, look dave ivan i'm more of a k-pop fan than a k-drama fan got it
0: is there a thing are there people that are the other way around that are more they watch the oh, yes. tv and not listen to the music
2: so yeah there are a lot of people that are into k-dramas and not into k-pop nico nico yeah yeah oh, he, he watches good, he watches point. korean dramas oh. and doesn't listen to k-pop my mom my mom was really into korean dramas before she got into k-pop so got it. it really depends
0: yeah Call him out. Call Nico out.
2: Really good Korean dramas about K-pop fans. Uh, Her private life was all about... Oh, my God. No, but her private life was all about a fangirl. And this super fangirl shows she had two lives, like Hannah Montana. She was super fangirl, but then nobody knew who she was. Uh, For those of you that love uh, Korean dramas, check out her private life. If you've not seen it, oh, my gosh. It, It really... And I love these relatable K-dramas that bring you like, oh my gosh, as someone that loves to watch K-dramas and as a K-pop stan, hello. Yeah. See?
0: Interesting. I didn't realize these are so interconnected. And honestly, it reminds me a little bit of like artistas in the Philippines, Mm. where it's like they do everything. Also, just like, as much as I hate the term, multi-hyphenates in the States, where they just are people that are good at everything, and they're the ones that end up, you know, getting the most spotlight just because they can be on tv and they can be in a movie and they can sing a song and then they're like on broadway you know like um honestly the first person comes to mind right now is like hailey seinfeld which i don't know i know there's a lot a ton of examples but hailey seinfeld is one that's like she's on a tv show she's trying to put a record label she has a record label that she's trying to put music out and she's like is everywhere and so it doesn't surprise me that you know in other countries too like the k-pop stars are the ones that are everywhere i feel
2: like they're doing it all Literally anything they touch or anything they put, I buy. And I'm, I know that I'm not the only one. I mean, we are all. uh Let's just be honest. Right now, before we got onto here, I was talking about. Oh my gosh, I have to get the Rolling Stones uh, June edition of BTS. Like, how am I gonna get all of them? So, and
0: you, fe- you got all of them? Yeah, we I have them all. Thank you for my from plug- Korea. Yeah. No, that's- from Korea. Oh.
2: Yeah, because these magazines don't come out in the states. I got, G- I had. To- it They're me not from in the states. St- no, you flew that good- shit here. Yes, I flew it. My okay, Korean okay, okay. Vogue, uh, all those magazines, all those GQ. I can bring them out right now, everyone, if you want to see. But it took me six months to have my hand on every single one to get every member, every cover, even the ones with all of them on. This is a this is a sport. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm realizing. So, I mean, I think part of what makes K-pop different. Correct me if I'm wrong. What what seems to be propelling the success of this genre is the amount of obsessive fandom that comes with these groups. It's
2: not obsessive; it's a way of life.
0: Okay, that's obsessive. So <laughs> what? I don't mean this in a rude way. What is it about K-pop that makes you obsessed with them, as opposed to, like, let's say, One Direction? Yeah, I kind of, yeah, okay, fine, One Direction. Um, Is there, like, a boy band? they were huge.
2: One Direction was huge. Yeah, no,
0: they were. Okay, so I guess it's not unique to, like... To K-pop. But it also, but low-key it is, though. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I mean, maybe I just am not, I wasn't around the One Direction fandom as much as I'm, like, kind of watching this K-pop fandom happening right here. Yeah. Maybe it's, I don't know, this is me spitballing, it's, like, and maybe it's in tandem with, like, Twitter and Kumu, honestly, like, the fact that it's, like, immediate interaction, and that makes it Bigger because I feel like I feel like One Direction they had their heyday on like Tumblr. It was like not quick interaction. What, okay, basically what I'm trying to I want you to answer: Why K-pop? Why is this well, as big as it is? Like why is well, why actually- are fans so obsessed?
2: k-pop wasn't as big as it is for a while actually i even remember when i was in sixth grade seventh grade i was so excited big bang and they they had a concert and everything and all my friends were like can you even understand that and no i couldn't understand that no no but i can't explain like this love that i had where i was like this is so cool and maybe it was because yes they were asian and to me that was cool and it felt relatable and i loved the music videos and for me i mean it seemed better than uh watching britney spears or any what i remember but at the time those are what my friends are playing. like backstreet boys yes NSYNC. yes yes and for me i i love that relatability and i i just i don't know it
0: just, you liked you okay so you actively liked the k-pop yes, groups more before. than backstreet oh, Boys yeah, and I,
2: I definitely did and there was also maybe it also was because when i was at home, we would only watch Telesarius. Mm. And I'm sure if we had K dramas, we would watch that as well. But I grew up watching Telesarius. So I'm used to watching things I didn't understand. I'm used to watching shows where I had to read the subtitles oh, or I had to go back and do, uh, you know, have to understand or ask my mom. So I was used to that already. So the fact that I didn't understand what they were saying was, didn't bother me. But I also, I don't know, when you look at them or you hear it, I felt that emotion. I, I loved it. And so... they're so hot. Sorry. Just <laughs> they're so good looking so perfect I mean that's
0: if we want to go down this route I mean I don't think you know Asian men have never been you know like in America like the symbol of like a A, sex sex status oh yeah yeah Yeah. so like it's interesting that especially like the way that K pop stars you know dress and the way that they're perceived is very different from like the standard of beauty in the states when did you Realized that. All
2: I have to say is one word. His name is Rain.
0: Rain, okay. You have
2: to look up Rain. He's in his 40s, but he is impeccably perfect, am I right? So he looked like... No, he, yes. So he... (laughs) What do you mean he looked like? He wasn't like
0: the 6'4", blonde hair, blue eyes. Oh, Oh,
2: God! (laughs) Sorry! Yeah, I mean... Well, like, what the american
0: here? standard of beauty yeah, <laughs> no 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 no, no 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 no
2: no he definitely not look him up you should okay, can you rain. look up, can up? Yes. Pull up a
1: picture wait one of the things that i really like just as as trace looks up rain um is what they were mentioning in terms of korean entertainment is like the breaking of social and gender stereotypes and that yes. also goes into like what um, people are what they what people wear see as, like how they yeah as attractive. And they say, um, these are all reflections of the belief that gender presentation does not map onto sexuality in any way found in Korean culture.
2: Yes.
0: You know, I feel like this was like a shift Well, all of a sudden, like the entire world, and I feel like m- maybe this is naive of me to think that BTS was like the first one that was like mainstream, mainstream. Is that?
2: I mean, one of them, yes. Who
0: was before bts
2: so i mean there was a lot actually super junior mm. i would say uh let me know if any of you would agree to but it also depends on because there's a lot of people like I would say this with Twitter and the way that technology also, uh, before then we were using um, forums or like, I don't know if you remember like MySpace oh, or, yeah. okay, so Zynga, Okay, that's how we would get our information, right? Got it. So you also couldn't like see what they're up to every day or know what's happening yeah. or see posts. So you have to understand it was like this hard part where we couldn't really fangirl to the fullest versus now you see everything. There are apps just for that. Instagram, you're updated, Twitter, this, all that. You're able to come together. So- I mean, it wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it came mainstream, but also the accessibility to your fans and the artists that definitely had a big deal to play. Interesting. guys. My name is Francesca. And you've got me, Jelly. You've got Dell here. All right. So we hear that you like to listen to podcasts. You know what? That is pretty cool. It's the end thing to do right now. And we've got one. It's called The
1: Eavesdrop. Do check it out, okay? We like to talk about everything and anything that's probably
2: on your mind. Um, unfiltered, unedited, <laughs> sometimes to our own disadvantage. But go check it out after <laughs> listening to this one
0: after we saw some mainstream success in K-pop, by mainstream, I mean, like, breaking into America, Mm -hmm. American audiences, um, would you say that that is when P-pop really started exploding in the way that we see it now? Or was it before, before, like, these groups broke into the american mainstream
2: well i mean it also depends on what you're thinking of p-pop because the philippines entertainment was always such a thing with music mm. and like getting together and doing these groups and dances, sex bomb girls and you see new gen all of these coming after was a thing all that music correct yeah so for me it really and this is don't cancel me everyone because this is this will go two ways in the conversation of where people <laughs> will be like look this no, is the name I, of the podcast i know, you're I, know I know and i've seen it and i've also I, if you have there's a lot of youtube videos of. Filipinos talking about it, Koreans talking about it, non-Filipinos and non-Koreans talking about it. And they're always like, um, basically, they're saying that, no, but if you look at it, all of it, um, all the different cultures bring it together to give their piece of it, right? Mm. All that music style as well. And when you're looking at P-pop, I mean... The one thing that they'll say is you. The first one you hear is SB nineteen, correct? Yeah. Because SB19, right now, yes. Currently, well, yeah. currently, like uh, that's the first one that everyone's like, okay, it was SB nineteen. But then the argument is like, oh, they came from a Korean entertainment company. Entertainment company, but they're all Filipino. Yeah. And their songs are in Tagalog. Yeah. Correct. Right now, if you were to take North Star Boys, okay, and they are in in the America but they're an all Asian boy group.
0: Oh, I totally oh. seen this. Okay, so really? you tell
2: me, are they copying K-pop or P-pop or what do you think? I
0: mean, yes, but I also don't think they're subtle about it. I don't think they would be offended by the fact that you're saying they're copying K-pop.
2: You think that they're going that that's what they want? Yeah, 100%. Really? Wait, but that's the key thing.
1: I remember like before we had gone to the Philippines, we felt as though like at least as an American, we're looking at P-pop and we felt like, oh, it's embarrassing to be compared to K-pop. Mm-hmm. But then when we actually interacted with groups like BGYO, like they're upfront about it. They're like a lot of um, what they do is based, based off, off of yeah. Yeah. K-pop. One of the things also is the reason why SB19 is called SB19. The 19 is the amount of, I believe it's the amount of numbers between the area code, the country code, between Korea and the I mean, Philippines. No way. Yeah. That's Interesting. why. So that connection between Korean entertainment and Philippine
0: entertainment is there. Wow. Even with SB-19. You know, I can see a little bit of both sides, right? Where, let's if if we put it like an acapella context, which is what I know, a lot of people would say that like Philharmonic copied pentatonics. We are a five-person group. We have a bass, we have a beatboxer. We have three tenors and like three vocalists that like, obviously we are very inspired by pentatonics. Like their success is like what lets us be what we are. And it kind of like sets the way that people understand what we're doing we're like if we were to say like we were inspired by boys to men they'd be like it would be different the way that pentatonix paved the way allows a group like philharmonic and obvious honestly any other acapella group that's out there right now the pathway to success is because they've kind of like primed audiences to understand what's happening here and obviously philharmonic we try to like and every acapella group tries to like deviate from what pentatonix has already done right we're like there's country groups there's you know there's all female groups There is. You know, a group that tries to do like more R&B, more soul, Filipino group. And I think it would be dumb of me to say that obviously we copied Pentatonics a little bit. And by copy, that's like the harshest way to put it. We are inspired by and, you know, sometimes and inspired, like literally our formation is inspired by their success. So we're not taking anything away from them. There's enough success in the music industry to go around. That being said, do we see tension between Korean and Filipino fandoms for K-Pops and P-Pop? Like, like, is there, like, a...
2: Actually, there's even wars between Filipino, like, different... Wars? Well, they call it... (laughs) we're not gonna i don't want to get canceled no no I, i'm i just saying there no matter what you're gonna get like uh wars between fandoms and that's not like korean versus filipino fandoms yeah. that's also within korean versus korean fandoms as because well as filipino and filipino fandoms no matter what when you get people on a phone and they're tweeting all their emotions and we're all like ah, yeah. no matter what you're always going to get some type of energy some type of raw whatever it is some type of feeling because not everyone's going to feel the same way
0: yeah uh do you think that the energy or like the frustration from like k-pop fans come from the fact that p-pop is
2: copying no i don't i wouldn't say that no where does this
0: war come from
2: It comes from you're so passionate about your boys and you want them to be the number one or you, you know, that type of feeling. I I can't explain it where you literally like their life is your life. I feel that when they're hurting, I'm hurting that type of thing where you're feeling, I don't know. It's just you you hurting.
0: Hurting is an interesting way to put it, though. Yeah, because when you say they're hurting, that seems to be at the expense of the other group. And that is when war starts, right? Right. Not that I'm anywhere near you- the success <laughs> of any of these groups, so I'm not saying, like, I have been there. But what I'm saying, what I mean <laughs> to imply by, when I say this, is that there really is enough success in the music industry to go around. There is a story that Bazinga dethroned mm-hmm. Butter as, yeah. like, the top social, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I should know this Gene before I say it. SB-19's Bazinga surpasses BTS's butter for most weeks spent at number one on the Hot Trending Songs chart. So, I don't know these members of the boy bands, obviously. I don't know them personally. They all made money. Like, they all won, you know? And so, if a fandom is like, our boys are hurting, and it's like, no, they're not. They're all winning. (laughs) They're all winning.
2: Wait, but not just that. I mean, you have to understand it takes a toll on them because literally... Them
0: being the fans or them being the both, group? Both, both. You think it's the group... A- you really think BTS is in there? Like, Bazinga made it, was up there longer. No, so they're remember. so big that they wouldn't well, need to. But yeah. for SB19, yeah, it's like... True. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, huge. I don't think BTS is, like,
1: upset. Wait, but do you get how, like, from a... Okay, imagine if K-pop fans are territorial, which I want to say they are. For people who are hardcore SB19 fans... And they see this and they're like, whoa, SB-19 beat BTS. Like, those are fighting words.
0: Yeah, okay. But I get how you, when you frame it like that, they beat BTS. Like, I can see how that is like, like, phrased I'll like Tell that. that to the headlines. No, I think, uh, you know beating BTS means that BTS was shooting for that in the first place. You know, like, I don't think BTS was like, You what I want to do with this song with Butter. Let's be the song that's number one on the hot trending songs chart on Billboard. That's what I want to do with Butter. Like, I don't think that's what they're going for. Everyone's just trying to, you know, uh, if, from the music side, everyone's just trying to, like, put out music. That they like. From a business side, everyone's just trying to make a buck, you know? And I don't think that, I have a pretty good suspicion that when they put out Butter, they were not trying to be on a billboard chart. Like, that wasn't, like, their goal. Like, let's be on this chart for as long as we can. And then if Bazinga comes in and does it, then it's like, no, we lost. You know, like, maybe that's what Bazinga thought when they came into it, which is fine, which is a good thing to shoot for. I don't think BTS is going to be upset by that because they all make money in the end. Is that terrible? Same I have to get canceled by these groups right now?
2: I mean, it's... I guess, yeah, but I, I for me as a fan, I don't even look at it that way. Like, I'm taking it personally right now.
0: I guarantee you, B- BTS was not refreshing the billboard charts.
1: Yeah, they were not.
0: That. They didn't care. They did not care. Do you know what they were checking? Their bank <laughs> accounts. <laughs>
1: Shut up. That's for real.
0: real. Oh my gosh. They don't care. Like, obviously, they're the top of their game. And so I could see why this competition would get more intense to get to this point. at the same time, those aren't what the fandoms are fighting over, Right. They're arguing about the people that are already winning. True.
2: Okay, fine. Yes, they all
0: won. They all won. But still.
1: No, but not yet because sb nineteen isn't at that level yet. But the
0: headlines, the
1: headlines, okay, are. yeah. But one thing that someone said is like butter had been on there for so long that it's like of course something had to surpass it because it can't go on for forever. No, but the, the the thing is that
0: I don't I don't understand this stat that like if, it says if butter longer, was on. it, I'm making this up. If butter was on for seven weeks, Bazingo made it on for eight. Yeah, I don't. That's not. That's yeah, not it, the cheesy I heard. The thing is that, like, that also is, like, so subjective. Like, what if there was a ton of other really big songs that came out around Butter and, like, dethroned it? Like, what if, like, Ariana Grande came out with an album and it's like, oops, sorry, that passed it up. And, like, Bazingo, like, came out in, like, a, jo- a dry spot. There's just so many factors that go into this yeah. that
2: I don't think the artists they care.
0: They don't care. They don't care.
2: Wow. Feels like you're starting a fight in here, Trace. No, it's so crazy (laughs) because
0: (laughs) I'm trying to say this as like uh, the fight doesn't exist. Honestly, I feel like we could do a whole other episode about... The K pop. You
2: can do a whole nother podcast just about this, and you would focus on different little things, and you would get all these same viewers that would have <laughs> something to say. And we would have, you know what, everyone? I'm going to start my own podcast now. Press one in the chat if you'll be joining. And I'm going to go with, uh, talk with Trace, who uh, seems to be arguing about it That's I, a it's surprising that I'm
0: just like, I, that chart in particular, the number one hot trending songs chart, you know, I, I just don't think that that's like a thing they're worried about. I don't know. It's great. It's great that everyone's like really trying to, oh my God, am I about to get canceled? It's, it's great that like the fandom, obviously the fans like mm-hmm. pushing for this is great for them. Like I'm sure yeah, they I, like it because the fans are trying to get them on top of it. Yeah, I mean, the game's like,
2: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: They're, that's a great opportunity for them. I don't think that they're like making songs for the sole purpose of chopping the No, hard.
1: but I guess the other part of it is like these P pop groups literally say their idols are, K- are, are BTS. Are, yeah. Right. Yeah. So like they idolize them. Yeah. And so that like
0: this should be like a high five moment well, okay here not here's, like a
1: uh, we hate I'm, y'all what I'm, what I'm assuming is the hard part is like in the philippines like literally in the philippines people love k-pop but then when you have to ask the question will you support this local artist like it's it's filipino born and you have to make the choice between this group that you love but then this group that is technically of your own culture but you
0: also could love well,
1: you also yes. could love yes. Yes. yes but i'm assuming that that's also part of the the tension. Yeah. It's like, are you a multi fandom stand? Does that water down your loyalty to another? I don't know. I'm not. Dustin <laughs>
2: shook her head.
0: She said Yes.
2: I've always been into K-pop, and P-pop is a new thing to me. And I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I do admit that uh it was more recent once i started even just divulging into my filipino identity getting onto kumu and actually i was like why am i not supporting my own mm-hmm. artists or anything mm-hmm. like that so that question did come to me a lot mm-hmm. and so then i started diving into sv19 bgyo bini and, and no joke i do have a Leo's playlist but we have a we have a k-pop p-pop I mean, playlist nice with both but i actually do i did get this question of like Oh my gosh. Am I multi-fan? Can I do this? Can I support both? Can I love yeah. both? Yeah. I don't know. I did think about that as well, but all things changed, to be honest. When I went to the Philippines wow. and I went to P pop mm-hmm. con and this is a, and I've been to, I've been to K pop concerts. I have, and I've been to Filipino concerts as well, but being in this P pop con. Wow. I mean, a, taking a whole nother level. You talk about supporting local understanding the lyrics and being with fellow Filipinos and people that love P-pop and knowing that this is my culture and this is, you know, we're in the Philippines and this is the first ever, it gave me this different type of, like, love.
0: Would you say that it was a different sort of exhilarating than a K-pop concert?
2: Yes, I would say because was it brought Was it better? In, Wait, I no, know no, no, why.
0: Because I, I was there too and I'm I like- know,
2: so you have the same feelings?
1: No, it's the- because P-pop con was the first time that all of these different P-pop groups actually came together in person because of the pandemic. Right. Mm-hmm. So they haven't had a concert this was at the Araneta Coliseum. Yes. And every single time after the performance, each P-pop group would give it up to the P-pop groups that came before. Mm-hmm. And they would talk about how them rising. Because the, the overall like, hashtag or goal of the event is P-pop rise. Right. And they kept repeating this idea that like we as a community of, of P-pop artists can all rise together. Yeah. And right. it was so cool because the attachment that we felt in the audience was like, those people look like us. Those people are Filipino. Mm-hmm. We want to see them, and it was different because I can't say that about a K-pop star artist. Like
0: them doing well doesn't necessarily well, feed into me. Let's oh into you. Let's ask the expert though. Does someone like Twice hype up Blackpink? or vice versa to someone like txt hype up bts
2: you can look at videos of how they greet each other now and i'm only doing this because i'm someone that literally like watches literally like in between award shows or how people how the groups like say hi to each other how they acknowledge each other these pop groups wow like literally they all come together (sighs) you don't you see that a little bit with K-pop, but it's this like literally everybody knows each other, everyone follows each other. They're that friends. type, they're yeah. friends. Cool. That type of love, and you don't see that. You don't even see that a lot with here in America. Like you don't see One Direction like being BFFs with Five Sauce. I don't know. Is yeah, that that's sounds- a good.
0: One. No, no, they open for each other. I mean, they- I do get that. I could see you know maybe for like acapella, like there is definitely a little bit of like. But I think that's different because it's like it's no one's as big as Pentatonix. You know, mm-hmm. like I think there's like a numbers game there, which I guess that's going to be the same case for k-pop people like and not everyone's the same size so i could see how that you know could lead to some tension but i think my biggest takeaway and one thing that i really hope people get from this video is that it doesn't have to be one versus the other that like maybe specifically for americans that you know k-pop success can lead to p-pop success p-pop groups keep citing k-pop groups as their inspiration so if they like you build a new sb 19 fan that like is you're a gateway drug into being a BTS fan. So, you know, I think my biggest goal for this riff off is that people realize that there's enough room and enough success for everybody.
2: There is. And I definitely think that you'll feel that from watching the 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 video and just I don't know. You the way that the songs even play, I really I really felt it because it is like kind of this buildup of like, yeah. oh, wow. The, yeah. It is very well done. You took me on an emotional roller coaster. The first time I heard this, I cried.
0: This is true. It was the demo. The first time that she heard the demo of Joe singing all nine parts, she cried.
2: Yes, because you really take it on an emotional journey, and it also you think of how people didn't like K-pop. It could be both ways, literally. How people didn't re- didn't love K-pop, and then all of a sudden now you can look at our boys or any of that. It's like oh, that proud moment. You really you really got that. So um awesome. I'm pretty sure that when you watch that video, maybe you've already watched it. You're gonna watch it. Let me know if you cry. Hi, this is JC. (laughs) So you like listening to
0: podcasts.
2: Try listening to ours. It's called The Halala Show.
0: Yeah, we talk about X, Y, and Z. It's...
2: Called our lives. Yeah.
0: Also the trending topics. We talk about what's going on in the world, and we'll read some of your fan mail if you send it to us.
2: Ooh, fan mail. I never
0: thought that we would have fan mail. Yeah. But we're here with two. Yes, and (laughs) it's available wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts, to any of your podcast Network Asia shows as well. So after listening to this one, why don't you give us a try?
2: Please go listen to our show, okay? Slurp on. (laughs) Slurbers.
0: At the end of every episode, we always do a little medienda, a little media snack of something that we have been watching and or listening to that we think you should also check out. So Mother Kumu as our guest this week what is something that you think our audience should watch and or listen to this week
2: um, I think you should check out Jessica Lee on YouTube oh my gosh yeah! so she was at Con and yeah, she was sitting yeah. right by I us I watched all her stuff oh <laughs> I didn't know she was she's a great resource no she is a really great resource uh, for those of you that not watched so check out her YouTube but she does a lot of K-pop up and she actually did audition to be in Beanie, Beanie. wow yeah so, so if you have not she's
1: Korean uh-huh. and she yes. was a K she was an idol
2: and she lived in the Philippines. Philippines I mean. So definitely check her out on YouTube. Um, I remember watching like a, a couple of her videos before, but then I really I didn't know she dove into P pop and Filipinos and I loved that. So
0: amazing.
1: Check it out. What is yeah. yours? My medienda is the music video I see by Itzy. The reason why I'm mentioning that is because they filmed in downtown LA and I casted some of their dancers oh, nice. into there because one of the producers that I worked with is the local producer for their entertainment in in korea um so check out itsy or sorry see by itsy and some of my friends are in there
0: well, my end is going to be the video that's coming out in three minutes. K-pop versus P-pop. Uh, riff off. Going to be on the Philharmonic YouTube channel. We're going to head over there right now and watch it. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Cheesemies Cancel. And thank you to Mother Kumu, Tessa Albea, for being our guest so and our much. resident K-pop expert. You can check out our podcast every single Friday. And if you're listening on any other podcast app, you can listen there. But you can head over to Spotify and watch it live. We also stream on Kumu every Monday evening. But until next time, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye.